The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and with me tonight are Stefan Ward-Wheaton. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Uh, or is that Ralph Cramden? And um, uh, also uh, Sue Timberlake. Nama, nama. Yes. I unfortunately remember when that song was very popular. <laughs> I, it wasn't that when I was a kid? I mean, I, I think you might have been listening to your parents' music. <laughs> I was watching Sesame Street as a child. Oh so no, that, that was song. the redo of it. Show. Yeah, uh, yeah. They they used it because it was such a good song. But yeah, it, yeah, it was already. It had made it a song. Like time in a bottle. Yeah, kind of like that kind of. That was on. That was on. Uh, the Muppet Show as well. Yeah, they're really good, good songs. Script. They 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 put really good scripts to them. So it's true. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yep, 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 Yeah, but, like, I would think the Muppets are very widely known, so. Yeah, sure. And see Same Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> well That's put. the only way I can remember how to spell it. Yeah. Uh, from, <laughs> from, uh, from Follow That Bird. They're like, because uh, Kermit's a, a reporter, and he's like, he... A bird was was from the same street. <laughs> <laughs> That's not because I kept spelling it wrong before. Anyway, it's my reading li- um, vocabulary, right? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> where's the track again? <laughs> Start over, folks. Yeah. Start over. We're starting over. So, what a horrible week it was. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. uh, and we're going to talk about it. But uh, if uh, you folks want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. And you can do that by emailing us at Valley Free, uh, sorry, uh, Civil Politics Radio at ValleyFreeRadio.org. Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio. And on Twitter, it's at Civil Politics FM. Also, we have a website, which is CivilPoliticsRadio.com, with uh, recordings of previous episodes of the show and links to things we talk about and all kinds of goodies. So, yeah, quite a week. Not a good one. How to wake up Monday morning and have it all over the news? What happened? Ten o'clock Sunday night, right? Uh, right. Ten o'clock uh, Las Vegas time. So oh, right. one a.m. here. One a.m. Yep. So yeah, I didn't know until I get up. Yeah, it's just. Uh, well, yeah, it's. <coughs> it is not that piece horrendous. you sent us, Mike. Um, it is not the most deadliest. Oh, event, it is. Right? It is by no means the the worst mass shooting yeah. in, in U.S. history by a long chalk. I think it's the biggest mass shooting in the past 50 years, and it's also, I think, the largest uh, or the, the, the most people shot by just one person, at least outside of a war. I mean, maybe yeah. in a war or whatever. And, yeah. and, and even then, remember, like, like it's not the most people killed by a lone gunman in the world. It's just in the U.S. So there was that... that terrible person in uh, Norway. Oh, that went to the island. That went to the island and murdered all those uh, teenagers at like a youth camp. Yeah. But the earlier one that was mentioned in your article was, was it 1817 or there, something? There was an article that I, I 
shared with everybody before the show, which John can can link with you. But yes, uh, this is 1817. And that's, you know, and that's uh, 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 not even including stuff like the massacre at Wounded Knee, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, hundreds of people were killed there. But, you know. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think acts of war, you know, actions taken during sort of hostile military actions. Yeah, that was a massacre. That wasn't a battle. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was an it was a military action. I mean, it was undertaken by the military. Yes, but I don't exactly. I, I don't. I don't think acts of genocide really count as um, as a military as as like a battle, a pitch battle. I would agree, but like I well, not I, even as a pitch battle. I just like on some level, like you know, when we give soldiers an excuse for going out and murdering people, you know, um, mm. uh, on our behest. Which is what soldiers do. That's the job. Go and mm. kill people from another country uh, on our behalf. Combatants, not civilians. Well, yeah, but it's th- th- exactly like the idea is like on some level, like you're killing the combatants and you're also doing this because um, it's actually promoting the, the, the war. It's, it's about fighting the war. Like this is, you know, the massacre at Wounded Knee. You know, like the massacre at Milai. I was uh, just going to say the Milai mm, massacre, yeah, yeah. which is far Horror from was horrifying. Was horrifying, but far from unique, uh, except oh, yeah. in that it was widely reported. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there were lots. It and was lots actually of, stopped by a soldier, which is how it got reported. Right. Yeah. There were lots and lots of right. of of little killings and and some of uh, you know some of large numbers of people by U.S. soldiers throughout Vietnam during that war. It was just a really you know that we had in know, Afghanistan. We, well, in Vietnam, we declared parts of the country free fire zones. So that meant basically, mm. if you thought you were in danger, shoot, go ahead and shoot. So, you know, it's hardly surprising that that wound up with millions of dead people. So, what do you think drove this guy to this? Do you have? I have no. I can't. I, Remarkably few cr- few clues. He's except a, that he's very methodical and had clearly planned this out. He was a white dude with a lot of guns. I mean, like what? There's. Like this is really common. This is this is this is white people, gu- white, white white dudes with guns or like is if you're going to racially profile, that's the demographic. Yeah, but to hang profile. on, not every like not a ton of white dudes with guns are going out and doing this. Let's be clear. I mean, th- eh. are there? I was just going to protest. Of, yeah, I mean, I un- I understand the urge to kind of be, you know, to point out that guns are like a serious problem, but there's some. You do not set up on a rooftop, plan it out for months, scope out other locations throughout the country, including Boston. Yeah, from and what Chicago I too. Yeah. And Chicago, yeah, to basically to figure out where. I mean, my guess is basically to figure out where he could get the most impact and Good take the thing most. Good thing the Red Sox are losing because oh, other <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh God, that's why he didn't do it <laughs> right. Oh, the more there goes the moral <laughs> high ground too. That's <laughs> well, I just meant if they'd been winning, it would have been a better target. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you, the audience can't see, but Sue is in the is with the shovel in the ditch and still yeah. digging. But but I mean, I want some salt with that foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dessert is crow. <laughs> it's. I mean, this it's better is better than hat. <laughs> I, I. I. But he. Yeah. He. I'm. I was just going to jump in when you did with Mike. That you. I just don't like it when we say you know it's white guys with guns, because he is something whatever that is. This is remarkable. Terrorist. I mean, he's a terrorist. He is like he's a terrorist. He's yeah. like the real thing because he's just like. Um. He's all right. Terrorism is usually used to describe violence with some kind of political agenda. Like men against women, sure. Oh. 
arguably. But I mean, like, the point is, like, are you trying to advance some kind of political agenda, some kind of specific cause through violence? You know, ISIS is terrorists because they are indeed trying to pursue, you know, they're trying to create a nation state, for example. They're trying to topple governments. Um, uh, you know, whereas, like, this guy, like the fellow who... Um, Aren't most terrorists wh- mentally ill? Uh, that I mean, the ones that do the... I'm talking about the ones that do the really mental, horrendous... Ment- oh, mentally ill, like, that's that's a vague term, and what do you mean by that? Like, In other if you, words, if, if you can actually carry out an event like that, like the guy that did Milan, he he may have been a soldier, but he was actually a terrorist. He was terrorizing the people. Sure. And the people that can do that, I'm arguing the subs- the subset of people that can actually behave like that against other human beings... Are mentally incapacitated somehow. I think something's really that. that something really important to remember about about this conversation. One, we need to we need to remember there are two there there are always two definitions when we're talking about something like this. There's a legal or a lawful definition, and then there's the and then there's the generally accepted definition. A terrorist in uh, the in a U.S. law or or law enforcement. Um, uh, d- definition would be some, like Mike said, someone that's trying to use violence to further a political agenda. However, a terrorist, when when you just normally, like if you want to just say someone's a terrorist, like it's someone who causes terror. Well, I was going to differentiate know. between freedom fighters and the and the like people who are fighting for a political cause and they do things. I'm saying the guy that can do the really mass murder well that's of, the, is a subset I, of terrorists the, i think holy, you're utterly missing my the, point the the other thing that i was going to say yeah uh is that when you talk about mentally ill that that also that that is very very huge umbrella term and it, we have to be very careful about what we how we define mental illness i mean the 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 people that let's say explode themselves they could be mentally ill they could be radicalized. They could just be very, very into what they believe. And is that mental illness or is that just fanaticism? Because fanaticism and mental illness is not is not the same thing. Like if you say an illness, that is a uh, something that is biologically wrong. Uh, if you say someone is crazy, that's a colloquialism. Yeah. So it's just. As someone that that knows a lot about mental illness, I think that's a very that's a very Im- important distinction that we need to make. Well, I was saying the broad category of mental illness, but what I was trying to point to is that there are fanatics, and then there are people like in the German army that are c- capable of horrendous things. That most people, I know the studies that where they got people to do it, but I'm saying there's there's few Milosevics in the world. You know, this guy was clearly one of those people, and I'm trying to put that category sort of as a subcategory of people that do other things. There, Someone who can mass murder there, and actually take delight in it. I, I You know, I, I just don't think the history supports that, that view. I mean, I wish it did, but I, I think the simple truth is that, like— Anyone could be a mass murderer? If you look at the history of how— uh, European powers, and just I'll just focus on that because I know something about that. Is but this I mean, white guys again? Uh, potentially, okay. but I don't. It's it's <laughs> Sorry. not actually. It's a, it's a short. That's a shorthand way of talking about it. But it's not actually about like being, you know, having what your skin color is, you know, because I mean, it's not like the Mongols weren't like 
utterly horrendous and you know would like if a city fought back they would kill everyone in there and leave actual heaps of 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 severed heads as a warning to others you know which is the kind of brutality we're talking about but um uh you know if you look at uh, the way the various european powers behaved in uh exploiting africa or the way they behaved uh in slowly sort of invading and encroaching on the americas like columbus Starting with Columbus, yeah. or if you look at you look at the way uh, at the, the 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 massive numbers of people the United States killed in in Vietnam, killing a lot of people, uh, that kind of of brutality and and wanton slaughter and cruelty is something that humans can do, <clears throat> and. Um, <clears throat> um, setting aside the issue of like how you want to define mental illness, um, well, I, I think it's mass fair to say subset of mental illness. Uh, see, <clears throat> like I think if you're talking about like in a context where uh, uh, you're living in a peaceful society and and uh, it's there isn't a war and you're not having like a lot of constant you know violence in the streets or whatever, then uh you know someone who's willing to sort of uh on their own initiative go out and commit horrible crimes like that you want to talk about that kind of person is being mentally disturbed in some way or emotionally damaged or mentally ill i mean whatever sort of homicidal i think is the well they are homicidal that describes their act but my point is like uh people we are herd animals and so when you've got, like, a situation where people, where, you know, if you're a soldier fighting in a war or if you're, you know, a, a, a colonial officer serving in Africa, you know, once you see some other people, you know, shooting natives who are giving, giving them a hard time or just because they feel like it, then it, it's something that snowballs, you know? Mm. Like, the kind of behavior that you'd see, at, see from the guards at Auschwitz is not, like, an aberration in humans it really really i know why you're arguing that because i know about those studies that they've done with college students i'm actually i'm not i'm not actually even thinking about those so i'm making a different argument and that is that wars in places like that attract maniacal (coughs) homicidal people men usually and that you have a whole group of them together yes they do start acting in mobs and doing horrible things i'm just arguing that that's that's a subset of people, and I I know that when you put people in a position, but there's often one or two people who do not press sure, the buzzer. One or, and, one or two, but and I've, there's people that stand up in you know Auschwitz. There's and, a, there's a great book called Hitler's Willing Executioners by uh, Daniel Goldhagen, and uh, I think he makes a very convincing case that um, German culture had a, had had sort of a long history of uh, anti-Semitic violence, and basically. When Hitler came to power and and started pushing, he attracted all those people. Uh, and uh, there were a lot of people in Germany who were perfectly okay with it. Mm. And I'm not talking like a few hundred. I'm talking about like most Germans, well, most pe- of those millions af- of people, people get afraid. I mean, I've seen people do things that I don't, you would never think they would do, and it's because they're terrified. I would I would seriously recommend reading 
his book because he makes a point of really documenting like, okay, so when we're talking about what these horrible, what these people are doing, this is... Joe was such a quiet guy. We would never have guessed. <sighs> Sue, sorry. You're really... I really think you're kind of derailing here. Um, uh, what was the title of that book? Hitler's Willing Executioners. Thank came you. out about 25 years ago. That'll be linked on the Facebook and on the Twitter. Yeah. It was a very controversial book at the time. Uh, but, I mean, th- like, there are sections where he's describing, you know, in details, like, okay, so here's this group of, of, of police officers from Germany who sent to occupy Poland, and here's what they're, you know, they're, they're like, they don't have any previous experience as genocidal murderers. You know, it's not something they've ever had to do before. It's not something they were expecting to do, but they're sent out and said, round up the Jews in this town and take them out into the woods and shoot them. And he basically sort of walks you through, like, so this is what this means. This is what they're doing. This is their first taste of genocide, and they do a lot more after that. And the idea that, like, they were that you know they were not really aware of what they were doing or how bad it was, and that they that that most of them weren't willing to participate. It's really hard to sustain that idea. It really is. And you know, like, I don't know what's going on with whatever his name was who shot all those people in Las Vegas. Um, you know, something was wrong with him morally, if not, you know, chemically in his brain. But um, humans kill each other. There's a lot of really good books on the child soldiers mm. of Africa. And exactly. It's really, you know, and they are they are forced into it. You know, they they start out being really sick to their stomach. Yeah, and then they keep doing it. Well, and then they try and run away. But Some this of them. is. This I, th- I have to say I, I don't think you two are actually arguing. I think you two are basically in agreement. That's I don't. Why you're the I don't see. <laughs> I don't. I I think that this is perfectly congruent. Human beings. It's disturbingly easy to socialize us to dehumanize other people, mm-hmm. and under that auspice, it's incredible the amount of cruelty that we can do. Absolutely. However. There, I think that there's, and this is why I, this is why, you know, we're kind of talking at the beginning about the difference between something like a a genocidal uh, state, um, you know, perpetrated um, act like Wounded Knee Mm -hmm. versus whatever the heck this was last weekend in Las Vegas. Because we're, we're, when we're talking about actions that are taken under a state of war, we're talking about ultimately that kind of socialization army training and military training is designed to socialize individuals to lose the mores against killing that we're in inculcated with in sort of polite civilian society and then you know to basically turn people into killing machines that work at the behest of the state so it's i mean really it's under that um perspective it's not actually you know, difficult to understand why things like Wounded Knee or Me Lie happen. That's sort of the norm that we create in in states of wo- in in states of war and in states of war. Often the I, the difference between a genocide against civilians who have nothing to you know do with the actual conflict and and pitch battles it, it stops becoming it stops becoming material for soldiers at a certain point. Well, but, especially when you think the people you're killing aren't actually people that right. they are subhuman. Exactly. Which They're is dehumanized. Definitely the case. Uh you know, well, I mean specifically like it's not just like 
you know, oh, these Frenchies, they're terrible, you know. Right. Uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, like they are, you know, a lesser race. It, you know, it, there is very explicitly racism involved in the massacres at My Lai and right. at Wounded Knee and the one I'm for, ones I'm forgetting about, you know, like the, uh, the, uh, the massacre in Oklahoma City of uh, black citizens of Wall Street West, as it was called back in like 1920 or so. Right, um, right. There's just, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, I. Th- there's something, I think what happened in Las Vegas, this is something different. This I is think he in- individual. Yeah, he internally somehow. Yeah, something happened here. And I don't know what happened. And there's so much information that we still have yet to gather. But I in this is why you know and we do need to be careful about sort of throwing out terms like mentally ill this and that because we don't want to sort of i think the danger is not not only do does that stigmatize this big community of people who fall under that label un, unfairly but it also um it sort of cheats our moral culpability as a species to put somebody in this little thing that we call mentally ill as though it's this separate thing from the rest of us how but about, i do think that how, there's Hmm? I was going to say, how about if I just narrowed it to antisocial? Antisocial? Sure. You know, antisocial personality. I didn't go deeper. Sure. I was just saying that there's a piece of this that's the socialization piece. I think you've, you've really right. named it better than I could say it. And then there's a piece of this that there are individuals that are serial killers and mass murderers that have something else up with them that we may not, or I don't have the words for, but yeah. that it's uh, that it's right. not... It's not your average Joe. It's it's something else that, you know, his dad was supposed to be quite the sociopath of some kind, right? His father was... The f- his father, the bank yeah, robber. Yeah. 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 There's no indication that he actually killed anybody, but he apparently was, you know, a, a grifter and a swindler who ran, like, illegal bingo parlors and... But anti so antisocial. So I was trying. That's where I was sort of going with mm. that. I wasn't saying that all mentally ill are, or that all. I was trying to say no. that there's a piece of this that has to do with mental illness, however you name it, however you specify it. But there's a there's right. a piece of this that belongs in that. And the cold bloodedness. Yes. I mean the 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 malice of forethought, literally mm-hmm. premeditated. Oh, in absolutely. The, in the most perfect sense of the word. I mean, this was a this was a painstaking operation. Contrast to other. I mean, there have been other other mass shootings that show some element of planning, but I don't think anywhere to this extent, and yeah. certainly not from an indiv- individual. Well, the fellow um, that went up in the tower in Texas. Oh, in, in yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah, I think at, he at, planned at, pretty well ahead, from what I, I the can't UT remember. The UT Tower in Austin. True. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember his name, but yeah. yeah. And there's a great documentary about that called The Tower that my mother and I watched, and it's very moving. Yeah, recently that went back yeah. and met yeah. with people and I, reconstructed and, what and happened. And sort of reconstructed the event, what same, it was like for them. Yeah. Same in some ways, because at first they didn't oh, know yeah. where it was coming from. And, yeah. you know, the, the first cops that went up there and all that. Well, and they didn't even—at re- I mean, first people were like, huh, what's going on? Yeah, they yeah. didn't realize that someone was shooting at them. From the yeah. tower, yeah. 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 Well, and then they had to figure out where it was coming from. Yeah, it yeah. was really complicated. Yeah. Um, and this one, they did pretty. The policeman actually got up there pretty quickly, and they f- the first couple of guys got shot. Right, he he sprayed the door. I d- uh, I believe he shot a, se- a hotel security guard. Yeah, I thought it was a policeman, but um, and then they because he had cameras, he could see them coming. Yeah. So 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 actually, and that and that does remind me. So because there's there there is a lot to potentially dig into here, mm. but one thing I was just wondering is what do you guys to like? We've had some discussion recently about. You know, the idea of like, should there be traffic, you know, like extra security cameras covering downtown Northampton and whatever. So um, 
if there's any place on Earth that has more security cameras than a Las Vegas hotel and casino, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now, admittedly, they're mostly watching for people who are trying to, like, cheat at cards or, or the, palm yeah, the, the dice. <laughs> but, like, they are... Outside, too, because people get robbed. Right. So, they yeah. are very conscious about, like, there's a lot of money changing hands at there. So they are very security conscious. And, you know, and I think there's a lot of cameras all along, like, the Las Vegas Strip. I mean, this wasn't, like, you know like some seedy motel out in the desert or whatever. This was like front and center, Highway like a luxury hotel. Or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, a luxury hotel in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, like like this guy was staying there for days and he was bringing in guns, you know, well, bit by bit. High... And he had people in there to clean and clean his room and stuff like that. They, and, it, you know, it just shows you that how... Little it helps, because like he, he was just right under the radar. But he was a high roller. He'd been gambling over ten thousand dollars a day, off and sure. on, over the last ten months. So he okay. was he was a welcome guest. They oh, absolutely! All knew who he was, and they all wanted him to come. Stay of course there. they did. Yeah, so it's sort mm. of an interesting. But but nevertheless, yeah. I mean, like yeah. you know, when housekeeping comes in to make the bed and you know freshen the towels or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, you think they might notice, like, huh. That's, a, That's a whole lot of AR-15s, you know. So <laughs> you don't normally see that there, Chauncey. But um, you know, like they had people in the room, and they didn't see them. I mean, you know, it's hardly surprising. Like you could put them under the bed or put them in the closet, and they're not going to notice. It's not like did they go into the room? Or yes, did, oh, that's okay. my well, well. All right, I have read that as my understanding. It may be that it, uh, like further reporting shows the that little that hang tags <laughs> exactly. It was like the no. But, but my understanding is that there were actually hotel employees in the room at various points during his stay. Ugh. Um. So yeah, and it's it's just, uh, I don't know what I I don't know how we can really entertain the idea that like uh, a massive surveillance state is going to protect us. Well, did you hear the guy from Is It Win? Um, the casinos at Win casinos down in uh, Springfield. I don't MGM Win or whatever it is. I don't know what well, I, I didn't know that was what it was called. Yeah, yeah. so they're you know the whole one of the chains, and he was sure. just saying that they never discussed the kind of security they have. But as you say, they have like forty people armed hmm. in the casino at all times. They and, are they are yeah. very very careful about yeah. this. And, yeah, you know they they they're scrutinizing their employees like hawks all the time. Yeah. So like they don't trust anybody. So. Um, now, admittedly, if he, I think if he'd been trying to take all those guns and go down and stick up the, the casino, they'd have been all over it much faster. But I don't think they were expecting somebody right. to go up there and not, you know, be directing not that. Not go after the money because he didn't. Right. Just didn't need Because, I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah. Las Vegas. If there's any place in, a, in the world that's all about the money, <laughs> it's Las Vegas. But, um, and he did commit suicide, right? That's the That that's is my understanding gist. as well. Um. So yeah, I, yeah. I. So I I I like to be on the path that most people wouldn't do this, and this guy was. I I don't I, crazy I think, in a lame. I think term. it's clear that most people wouldn't do this because otherwise we would have these kinds of mass shootings happening like every day and whatnot. I mean, you know, there's what three hundred million guns floating around the U.S. or something mm. like that. So like two, one per is person. It, I is think. it one or two? <laughs> one. Anyways. Maybe it's one. There's a there. For this country, at least. but yeah. at the same time, like like gun ownership, the people who have most of the guns are a small percentage of the population, and uh, uh, you know of gun owners, only if there's like a small percentage of them actually own. Like, I think it a depends which state you're in. I think a lot of states everybody has a gun, almost. That could be, yeah. especially out west, which yeah. is where he got a lot of these guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
Um, so uh, to be um, less laconic about it, um, I, I think we do have a problem with gun violence in this country, and specifically we have a problem with men committing gun violence. Mm. Well, you know, my position, just let women have guns, and that would take care of a lot of problems. I, I, Instead I, of men. Men couldn't have any. Just women. <laughs> just women. I was whatever. waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because well, and well, it's a great equalizer. So you know. Well, and well, and one of the uh, great or tiger paws or well, whatever they one of the uh, now I forget what those are. One tiger of the paws. the sort of the the lines that the NRA has been pursuing, especially since Newtown, was that uh, you know a good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun. But yeah. like you know, even if everybody in that crowd of people had been armed, you well, know, you all twenty two thousand of them. Well, you just said a good guy with a gun could be influenced to be a bad guy with peer pressure in the right training exactly and, uh, well and i i think there's also the uh, the issue of um like the the sense of it's okay to do what i'm doing because it's okay for me to do this to them you know yeah. like they're lesser i'm more um, i'm thinking of black lives matter as you're saying that right well, that's one of the one of the the central problems, like the idea that the poli- that police officers have this sense that they're more important than than black citizens, mm-hmm. but just more generally, like white guys. Stefan, back me up on this. Like, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a there's a lot of social. There's programming. a look. Yeah, there's a look. But there's a lot of social programming we get to sort of in subtle ways to be like we're more important. Wouldn't I mean, you, that's crazy. fairly obvious. Yeah. From the- that's yeah. what I. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, like we are. <laughs> just kidding. We, no, we are crazy in a particular sense. Here's a, here's my theory, and I'm gonna explain this. I know we got to go to break, so I'll be quick. So we'll all talk about it during the break. Yes, and you can all <laughs> basically laugh hopefully. at me. But all right. So you, so let's say you guys know uh, what paranoia is. The idea, of like, oh, they're out to get me. You know, mm. and that's a mental disorder. Now suppose you're living in uh, East Germany in 1982. And you think maybe that your neighbors might report you to the government or you might be in danger and that people might be watching at any given moment. So you, you aren't safe. They might be, you know, the government might be listening. They are out to get you. That's not crazy. That's, that's not wrong. That's true. That's the world you're actually living in. Mm. So pretty soon you're going to wind up having all the problems that come with being paranoid. It's just that you're not deluded. You're responding accurately to the situation around you. And the whole construct of social privilege is the idea that, like, you know, the privileged people matter more than the unprivileged people. Men are more important than women. It's okay for men to talk over women, a thing I, of course, never do. But, you know, but, you know, like, it's okay for men to, like, have all the money and have all the power. And men can be violent and assertive and women and ambitious and women are not. And when women are, it's suspicious and strange. You know, look at the way people responded to Hillary Clinton uh, very differently from her husband, even though, you know, like they had similar ambitions to be president. So being a white guy, in a sense, it's like... It's the opposite of paranoia? It's, it's, the, it's, it's a kind of narcissism. No one can touch me. It's a kind of narcissism. Mm. It's a kind of socially programmed narcissism. Like, I'm more important. I mean, narcissism is the delusion that you are more important than other people around you, that you are important to the universe in a way that you aren't, because you're just, you know, you're just a human being, a fragile collection of meat and bones, just like any other human being, and the world is big and vast and terrible, and you're only here for a short time, and, 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 and we are finite mortal beings. But... You know, when society makes you more important, 
uh, then it's easy to believe that you're more important. If it treats you that way, it's easy to wind up acting that way. And that is what I mean when I say, like, you know, privilege is something that can be, in a sense, socially programmed. And it's a kind of, it's a kind of socially programmed insanity. It's one of the reasons why, you know, like in private conversation, you guys notice I talk about this stuff all the time. This is why I'm constantly trying to remind myself not to be crazy. So. Have you got that clip? <laughs> <laughs> That's the, socially programmed. Now crazy. I do. Yes. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, uh, another one for the bank. Another one for the bank. So uh, we should take a break here on civil politics. Uh, this is civil politics, not Mike Dow spouts off his personal theories and psychological hangups. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We're going to take a short break, pace, play some PSAs and other announcements, and then we'll be back more to talk about other stuff. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day, hosted by Lucy and Larry. Valley Free Radio is hosting a community tag sale Saturday, October 7th, starting at 8.30 a.m. at 140 Pine Street in Florence. We are cleaning out our old vinyl and CDs, and our programmers will be bringing in items for the sale. All proceeds go towards station improvements. Stop by October 7th between 8.30 a.m. and 3 p.m. at 140 Pine Street in Florence for the Valley Free Radio community tag sale. See you there! The Lily Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lily Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. This is Andrew Farris of NXS. Hi, this is David Santos with Eddie Japan. Hi, this is Midgeo of Multiple. This is Charlie Crisis, Eddie Lundzen. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hello, this is Mary Gold of Alphaville. Hello, this is Daniel Ashburn. Our house turns on fell and love and rocket. And my name is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music program featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk music. You can catch my show every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But if you miss out, no worries. Subculture replays Sunday mornings from 2 to 4 right after OK Asia right here on Valley Free Radio. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, 
that be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers. It's programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. Wednesday nights, you might tune in to the warm heart of Africa to hear the funky, sinuous rhythms of Afrobeat. Or the pulse of Algerian rhyme music. Or the desert trance of Tuareg blues. Or township jive from Johannesburg. Or catchy sukus beats from the Congo. Those are just a few examples of what you might hear from 7 to 9 every Wednesday night right here on Valley Free Radio. Join me, your host, DJ Vinyl Scratch, on the Warm Heart of Africa, a celebration of African and Afro diaspora music, culture, and history, delivered with a groove. All right, so we're back with Civil (laughs) Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And uh, we've certainly been talking about uh, the horrific events in uh, uh, Las Las Vegas. Vegas? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but... uh, Viva Las Vegas. uh, Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the community of Las Vegas is rallying and there were... You know the blood banks were having to turn people away because they had so many donors and whatnot. I mean that's 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 a bit of good news. I wanted I wanted to just put a put a light on that for a second. Yeah, please. Um, a lot of times people uh, when we're talking about this, people gloss gloss over that that's that aspect. In in recent memory, like any time there's like a mass like a any like something like this happens, like either a, a force of nature or someone perpetrates something just horrific. The city that it happens to just pulls together. Like yep. the people that affect that are affected, and like two degrees away, they all go okay. So something bad happened. We are going to help, and that's the and that is the the larger, um, the larger group of people. Like it's not just like the people that are affected. It's just the people within sometimes within that state. Like think about the the Boston bombing. Just the country was like, cool, Boston, we're going to help you out. You know, Puerto Rico, everybody is like, okay, we're going to send money. We're going to send supplies. There's Almost uh, everybody. We'll get to that. But I mean just citizens. Yeah. Um, the uh, With Houston and with Florida, there are, people talk about it, and they don't just talk about it. They actually do something about it. Miami. Organized the, trucks, everything. Organized mm-hmm. trucks. Mm-hmm. Pickups. My, Miami, the the shooting there, there's just GoFundMes. And, oh, the Pulse Nightclub. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like there's, and I think it's really important to remember um, <clears throat> how how frequent that is. As a as a spiritual child of Mister Rogers, yeah, the look for the helpers. Mm-hmm. When you want to see 
you want to see what's good in people after some kind of tragedy like this, look for the helpers. Exactly. And, you'll see a and lot not of them. just the people that choose to, to run into the fire. Right. Um, There's lots the of people, ways to help. The people that go that go away from the fire and call and call 911. The people that go to faucets and get as much water as they can to help put out the fire. Those people too. The people after. There are there is actually one more thing I want to mention that's really cool. The there was a um there was a I don't know, cadre. Yeah. <laughs> there I'm trying to think of a plural noun. There was a therapy of of psychiatrists. <laughs> a squad? Yeah. But, yeah. No, no, no. I want to use a therapy of a, a therapy of <laughs> not a posse, huh? No. <laughs> I, I, I I believe the collective term is a couch. <laughs> a couch. Well, that's a better one. <laughs> I like it. So there was a couch of therapists that that actually mm-hmm. went in and this is this is like first response for mental health. Mm-hmm. And they went in it and they were talking to to all the people that were affected that, oh, that huge uh, for them. and that is a really big thing because y- you are in that situation or you're even a step removed from that situation that is going to affect you for the rest of your life that is going mm-hmm. to like if you're just at that concert yeah that is going to haunt you and if you don't get help immediately then that that mental wound is going to scab over and it's going to and you might have ptsd you might have so many other problems so that i think that's really important to remember the the people that go to help the people that that choose to to give blood and like the the way that the blood banks are quote-unquote overflowing uh, 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 get um, out <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i apologize i'll, I'll get my no coat. but it's true uh, so that i just want to say that I think that's a very a very apt and well taken point, especially after our somewhat dismal uh, what know, a couple of reflections weeks. on the first half. Three hurricanes, another one on its way to um, yeah. the, the Hurricane Gulf, Nate, and then uh, the shooting and yeah, it's a tropical. It's a storm at the moment. It's it a be, storm. It may yeah. become a hurricane may, as it moves over the Gulf. Does of it have Mexico. a name like Nate or something? Yeah, yeah. it's Nate. Nate. It's depressed. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So tropically depressed. We even. Do you want? Well, we can keep talking about Las Vegas, but we, we also we you Sue, you and I before the show were just sort of like a god <laughs> at the spectacle of our president lobbing rolls of paper towels into a crowd of of people there uh, desperate for help. You know, oh, it and was, hope, and it like was, Trump's like, Meow. somebody set him up. That was such a weird optics. It's like Dukakis in the tank. It's like you know it was a mistake, and that the optics were terrible. He's throwing a single roll of paper towels to each, you know, to people in the back row. He wasn't yeah. handing out water, you know, cases yeah. of water, right. you know, MREs or food. Yeah, or, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Any of that. He was like having like a campaign event where he's throwing T-shirts. Only it was. Rolls up it was down. so Trump. Really <laughs> he, he really needed a T-shirt cannon. <laughs> yeah. oh. That's exactly think, what it looked like. I, they, exactly, he was going through. And, th- and, three and they don't trust him with a T-shirt cannon. I'm no. sure. So, but, but it is Stephane? so. It is such a Trumpian image. Yeah. Both the tackiness of it and this the weird like celebrity yeah. stage. Pro, you know, uh, presence of odd. the whole thing. It was just really yeah. odd. Now that the general's down there, he came down last week, he started to put things in order. The three-star general, they they 
brought into Puerto Rico. And they've started to clear the roads and prioritize electricity. And, you know, it really changed from, you know, the 10 days of morass to taking action items. So we'll see. But they've taken down all the stats about how many people have water. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they took it off the website. FEMA took it off. And and I'm I'm hearing, you know, at one point Trump was, was saying, like, you know, like you know, this isn't this isn't a real disaster like Katrina, where you you know you've only had like fourteen dead, you know, and that's you know like that's great, you know, mm, like not like Katrina. nobody's gotten out into the country yet. Mm-hmm. Katrina's yeah, I mean, numbers sh- when they finally got into some of those houses, yeah, like well, and and not just uh, in New Orleans, but all yeah. over Louisiana, that yeah. whole, and and Alabama, the whole Gulf Coast. The yeah, um, yeah Katrina, I believe the death toll was around twelve hundred people, mm. uh, and if if the if the the reports I've I've heard that suggested that all the morgues at hospitals are, throughout Puerto Rico are full, there are going to be a lot more than fourteen people there, a lot more. Yeah. yeah. The problem is that there's no. They've got satellite phones now, but there's no news media that they're just starting no. to to go. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't go with a helicopter and look at the whole island and drop satellite media, phones. I mean, just anybody. It's oh, weird. I, I I don't know. I mean, I have seen. I have seen some things like there was uh, satellite footage, like contrasting, like this is Puerto Rico back in July, and oh, now the lights Rico, they now, showed yeah. just like all the lights that are out and so forth, yeah, and all the lush vegetation that's blown just, away, yeah, yeah, all those islands. It's such yeah, it's an island now. of brown, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I will say, um, Washington Post has very ably taken up where FEMA has left off, and in um, reporting, you mean? We're dropping gathering, satellite phones or well, pictures? <laughs> not, not quite that. That would be awesome. That but, would be amazing. But certainly, like, not what I'd expect from any newspaper. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right, <laughs> above and beyond. Yeah. No, but what they're doing is cataloging the information that uh, FEMA has stopped publishing. And currently now, fewer than one in eight Puerto Ricans have electricity. Um, only about half, maybe a little more, have water. So that's 12 and a half percent. Yeah, it's uh, wow. out of three and a half million people, right? Yeah. yeah, the government of Puerto Rico is updating this information at the site at the site status.pr, and I'll pass that off to. Oh, cool! So Dr. you can look Roberts and see because uh, those are the official those, numbers. Sort yeah, of. yeah. Um, that doesn't that doesn't cover deaths or uh, you know <laughs> casualties, but yeah, it's a anyways. good indication of where the infrastructure will stand. Oh, well, and if cattle drowned and all the all the fruit was taken off the trees, I mean, there's nothing. There is nothing to eat. Yeah. Well. Nothing. Well, you know, Puerto Rico fields. was already importing food, but yeah, they don't even wasn't have it, whatever. Locally wasn't it was mangoes well. and uh, I forget the three crops that they have? I don't remember. And they said they was decimated. Yeah, whatever the three crops were. I, I've heard it was that like their t- commercial fruit. agriculture was was wrecked as well. Yeah. So, by the way, did you guys? This is something I just saw just before I came in, and I forgot to mention it when we were chatting before yeah. the show. Did you see that Elon Musk of Tesla has offered to uh, sort of? install like sort of the 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 solar and battery setup that that they've developed uh to like upscale it and basically install that to like redo the entire electrical grid of the island of puerto rico i mean it's certainly you know like elon musk that's kind of his his job to like make that kind of pitch but and you believe that he could make it happen i don't know could he I have my doubts. The yeah, island no, is I mean, only I, bi- so big. I mean, I, I like Tesla. I like it's Elon a hundred miles Musk. long. It's big. <laughs> it's, That's not that big, though. Well, and the issue is not generation because the if uh, the issue with Puerto Rico isn't that the generators for the island's power were affected, it was that the infra- the actual getting the Wires. electricity from point A to point to the, you know to the consumer side, yeah, is completely. The actual distribution was in terrible shape, and and that just requires manufacturing—not manufacturing, but it requires a level of 
repair and a level of boots on the ground that I'm not sure. Te- I mean, the problem with Tesla is a bunch of folks with with going out and stringing new power lines. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, Linesmen, it I think they're a, called. It really. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It demands Don't a public get all sector technical, response. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's somebody sent a bunch of the states are sending linesmen yeah. with trucks and wire and. To try right. and do it, but then the question: Who's going to pay? That's that's the well, one. That's this is the issue. Yeah, this is an island that was already 70, deeply in debt. Seventy-two billion dollars already that they owed, and they're going to try and wipe out. I forget. You, we were talking about that. Trump last week did where, say something yeah. about wiping that out, and yeah. then sort of backpedaled furiously. Trump said uh, that they would be uh, looking into the issue, and then the administration uh, said the um, budgetary office leader said that he was um, that. That they they were looking at it, but that's not really basically. Not no, we're not going to do that. Basically, yeah. that's what he was saying, um, which they should just wipe out their debt right now. But they are going to be sending. Well, Wall aid. Street will be all. Over. I forget what companies are invested in. Puerto- I heard the names the other day, and so I was like, many. "Yeah, but There's... it was like I was surprised by one of them that has like twenty percent of the debt." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And it wasn't AIG or Goldman Sachs. There's but somebody it, in somebody Boston like that yeah. who uh, got found to be a holder of a significant amount of debt and yeah. From what I understand, some of the uh, Hispanic communities in the area are, are lobbying because I think he holds a lot of property and investments around the Boston area. So, oh, that's interesting. Uh, well, more information on that as I uh, as I find it, but but, but there's like, a lot of. I yeah. like the mayor of um, San Juan. I think she's yes. like <laughs> she's really impressive. Yeah, and she, she went to um, Smith, didn't she? Where'd uh, she go? She went here. She BU? went to Boston College. Boston College, and uh, or um, was it BU? Uh, Boston something College yeah. or University? I forget which now. Yeah. Probably BU. Uh, actually, no. Uh, yeah. Oh no! I, wait, I, I um, BC know. is Catholic and BU is. BU is is not, but I, I honestly I don't remember Boston yeah. something. We can look it up, and I don't yeah. remember her name right now. But I, I I was struck by just the you know, Trump was 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 uh, impugning her leadership this past weekend from his you know uh, golf course, golf course <laughs> resort. While she's wading through waist deep water. Now, see, she was smart to put those waders on. Yeah. 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 Well, uh-huh. con- con- considering <laughs> that the water is tainted with, you know, human waste and raw sewage and toxic chemicals and petroleum. Yeah. Um, she could actually die from I, doing that. I think so. she went to two schools in the U.S. She, right? uh, she earned her Bachelor of Arts in Political Science from uh, BU, grad- graduating magna cum laude, and she completed. At, she also completed Master of Science in Public Management and Policy at Heinz College at Carne- Carnegie Mellon. University. Carnegie Mellon, that was sure. the other name. That's a good yeah. one. So she yeah. kind of like could, was could you, into politics. What was her could name? Could you remind Is me of her name again, please? Because I, I... Somebody Louise. Carmen uh, Ewan Cruz. Ewan uh, Cruz. Cruz. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Married to Ted Cruz. No, wait. No. Carmen no. <laughs> Carmen. Oh, that's Penelope. No, wait. She's not Carlin, either. Carmen Ewan Cruz Soto. Yes, thank yeah. you. But very thank articulate, very cuts to the chase, and he really tried to trash her. And she basically got interviewed on all the news shows. The more he talked about her, so yeah, and <laughs> and, a, and a passionate advocate yeah. for her for her constituents. Wow. Um, I do think they were. I I was telling Mike before the show the trucks. You know, they showed on all the news in the beginning that they said we have all these trucks at the port and they're not being moved out because mm-hmm. we don't need truck drivers. It turns out that most of that was not aid that had been delivered. It was actually the normal um, commerce for this for the island that was just stuck there because of the hurricane. Right. That they right. were actually just trailers of oh. regular stuff that you know go to stores and shops and. I, Okay. 30, was I it 35 tractor-trailer trucks or whatever it was? Oh, 
Okay. So that was kind of a um, well, they, I mean, head fake. Well, and they did kind of the end point that they illustrated, which is that the infrastructure and the, the ability to move goods had broken down was true. But, yeah, you're right that it, it wasn't like, like that yeah, there the stuff's a, right here. We're good. A ton of aid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, and I saw a few cases come off thing. I wanted to say one thing, which I just I heard it in the news and it was about Puerto Rico. And they were saying FEMA just delivered one point three. MREs, which is a you know ready to eat meal for yes. people. You mean one point three million? million? Okay. And they were bragging about it. That is one meal for one third of the population. Yeah. Because there's three point five million. So I was like, that. Why are they bragging about that number? That doesn't even give people in the one meal, and they've been without food for ten days. So it's just when they were saying the numbers, everybody's like, oh, that's a lot of meals. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And it is a lot of. And meals. it was like you know. A, Five hundred thousand cases of water, which meant yeah, like, like <laughs> everybody like a, got like three. a million liters of water. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's not that much water. That's like yeah. two days, maybe. If no, you're, a, yeah. a liter of water. It's not even. Yeah. It's on like, a hot tropical island. Yeah, yeah it's not even two days. Still, yeah, it's one day. People forget that Puerto Rico is a three and a half million people. I mean, yeah. it's not a small. Uh, sparsely populated place. But they just kept throwing these numbers around. I'm, wait, that's really low. Hey, wait, that's not a good number. That's You shouldn't even be saying that out loud. <laughs> it's a good, it was a good start. And then they were saying there were 10,000 FEMA people there, and actually there were seven, and the other um, 7,000. 7, okay. And there were 7,000, and the other people were actually in Houston and Miami, and they moved wow. them. And so as they were moving them, they started to say there were 10,000 FEMA people in Puerto Rico. Mm. It's just fudging I mean, the numbers. Well, they knew they were caught out, I think. And I, I, you know, obviously there were a lot of disasters and Yeah. But it's not a good look though, for especially after FEMA I think is still operating under some some stigma after Katrina. Yeah. Un, un, unfairly in in some respect because a lot of that mismanagement was up top, but um, but yeah, I, I hope that they can, you know, keep pulling it together and and keep providing the best service they can. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, it's part of a larger sort of crisis or failure of the Trump administration to actually discharge the, the duties of the executive branch uh, well. Do you um, think it matters how the underlying economy is for the area for the dis- – I'll just leave that for next week. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that, that's the simple answer. I have no idea. It doesn't help, certainly, to be a poor area, but, yeah. It's not like the United States is poor. <laughs> So, um, wow, we didn't even talk about foreign policy at all. <laughs> didn't um, you say there was none? <laughs> well, that's kind of the problem, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, yeah if, you, if you look at the way he's interacting with Rex Tillerson, it's not good. But anyway, we do have to wrap up tonight here on uh, civil politics. So um, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about foreign policy. And it won't be because uh, the Trump administration started a war. Um, yeah, it's kind of worrying. Tease for next week. What you heard on the radio? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you have wood nearby, knock on it. Well, no, he seriously he called the press and said, "I'm I'm meeting with my military advisors, but take a picture of us because this is the calm before the storm." And he wouldn't specify what the storm was. So, anyway, uh, thank you all for listening tonight uh, to Civil Politics. Uh, we'll be back next week with more political goodness. Uh, in the meantime, uh, coming up next, we have subculture. Uh, So don't go away. Uh, That's a great show. Hope you'll enjoy it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, episodes from our archives, and other projects, please visit www.planetside.pro.
and thank you for listening.